Previously on that Cthulhu John. Let's just say your ophidians took over gangsters. It's a lot of power for uh, a non-human creature to be running around with. I think Heather needs to contact that woman again, see what we can find out, what she may have translated. As you are paging through this book, you see some diagram of some sort. It looks like a little sketch of something. What he calls it then is a dimensional shambler. It mentions something about drawing a geometric diagram on the ground. A summoned being, it will help to stop them from crossing over within this circle. You see at the end of the hallway, a door that has a plaque on there, Dr. Raquel McLeod. You said they told you not to worry about where they got the Black Lotus from? I never even got to see the thing. I guess they never told you about the sacrifice you're going to have to make. Each of the Mages Five are going to give up 10 years of their life to perform this ritual. This keeps getting worse and worse. The other day when I was talking to you on the phone, how many books did you say you had? 14. Each of us have 15 books, Walter. Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 42. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Yo, yo. Chuck. That's me. And Jenny. Hi. Okay, so when we last left off... I was going to steal Jenny's. (laughs) Oh my god, I would panic. What am I going to say now? You can't have two people saying hi in a row. That would just be ridiculous. <laughs> I'd probably go with something weird like, hello. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> what an oh. oddball. <laughs> um, Greetings, earthlings. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. So when we last left off, Walter and Heather were talking to Raquel McLeod, who had just revealed some pretty big information about that Professor Brightly and Professor Freeman and even Professor Winklespect, or just Tom, <laughs> did not mention to you, Walter, before. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to Lenny for a second. Lenny's in the hotel room. It's about nine in the morning. Um, and I have access to Krusty Bottom's car, Ginger? You have access to Ginger's car, yes. Um... I'm going to call my bank from the hotel room, I guess, if there's a phone. Okay. You call. It's it's to set up an appointment, but yeah, I guess I'll handle that during the call. Okay. So you call and set up an appointment for? Um, I guess a financial advisor. I'm not really sure how this kind of stuff works, but I know they... uh, they uh, usually you sit down at a desk with people, tell you would set up any f- funds or loans you want to take out, or you know what I mean. They have like financial advisors and all and stuff like that. I know what you're talking about, and they say that they have many open slots today. When would you like to come in? As soon as possible, there, uh, I guess. And it's gone. 
<laughs> they say, well, our next slot that's available is at 9.30. Uh, all right, uh, make it so. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. So you hang up with them, and what do you do? I uh, guess I get in the car, start getting my way there. Um, takes me a little longer than, than usual but with the, the, the crutch and all. Right. So you kind of... Uh, limp your way out of well not limp you have the crutch so you kind of uh waddle your way shamble let's say you shamble i'm out. a terrestrial shambler Mm-mm. that's right so you shamble out the door you look out and you see a cop car parked out front there are two police officers looks like they're just getting out of the car give me a listen roll oh Let me find my number. Here we are. 45% chance. A 78 will not do it. Poop. Okay. The cops come out of the car. Is it like one floor? Am I on the same like level as them? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, then I guess there's... Uh, I kind of wait by the door. Maybe close it behind me, light up a cig, and stand there for a second. Try to get a feel for what they're doing. Okay. So you close the door or you, like you leave it open to crack? I'll close the door. Uh, maybe even like move away from it. Like head toward uh, vending machines or something and just light a cig. Oh, okay. So you close the door behind you. Yeah, I leave the room and try to get a feel for what these dudes are doing. These offices. All right. Uh, I'm going to give them a quick roll. Why? All right. So whatever I rolled for, they crit failed on. So, uh, (laughs) what did they drop? They probably dropped their wallets. No, I don't know. They dropped their pants. Their belts come off. This is, you guys should have been there. It was hilarious. These cops were nude, like running around, the clothes blowing everywhere. It's olive oil everywhere. I was getting feet pics. Dogs were barking. (laughs) There was no dog. Uh, <laughs> so you see Sorry. in their hand a piece of paper. It is like an 8 by 10 paper or something like that. Give me a spot hidden roll. Will do. I was going to ask if I could figure out what it was from here, but... Spot hidden. 46%. Not bad. And 17 will certainly do it. That's hard pass. Okay, you needed a hard pass for this one. Noise. Because it's pretty far away, but it's a glossy print. And Lenny, you think you recognize this print. It's a mugshot of you. No, it's not. It is, Lenny. You got in trouble with law before. I certainly have. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, um... Being, you know, connected with uh, Mafia and whatnot... You've gotten in trouble before. You've never been sentenced to anything, but you've been in the in the roundhouse before. Okay. Uh, they haven't seen me yet. Um, nope. Is there any way I can just kind of like sink back behind the vending machine, like next to it, like, you know, along the wall, if they're on the opposite side of it, you know what I mean? So they wouldn't really be able to see me from their angle or whatever. I mean, just to step out of sight. Okay, so you step out of sight. 
Uh, I'd like to get away, but the, as far as I can tell, moving out into the parking lot right now wouldn't be a good call. Okay. So, Lenny, the cops have not yet gone anywhere. Looks like they're just walking into the check-in office. Yeah. Um, that's when I would like to leave the premises. Or, uh, yeah, if I can, get to this girl's car. All right. So while they're walking there and you're just kind of hiding out by the vending machines that are pretty much right next to your room, you hear the phone ring in your room. Mm-hmm. I'm still moving away from the room. Uh, if, you know, if they're inside and out of sight, that's my time to get into the car. I, I don't go back to answer the phone because if the uh, guy at the desk recognizes me, uh, that's why they're calling. Mm-hmm. So... They haven't entered the office yet. Oh, they haven't? No. Oh, in that case, maybe instead of moving out into the parking lot, I'll move back to the room. Okay. So you head back into the room and the phone's still ringing. Which is odd. No one knows I'm here. So, well, except for the people that are important. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to slip back inside, leave the door open just a hair, but I'm okay. going to hurry up and grab the phone. More of a hop run. Okay. So... You grab the phone, and you just say hello into it? Uh, I just pick it up. I don't say anything, and I move back toward the door to try to, like, peek out the crack or whatever. Okay, so on the phone line, you hear a panicked voice that says, Cobb? Cobb, is this you? Yeah. And you recognize the voice as Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... He says, what the hell did you do, Cobb? Gotta be honest with me. Why is there an APB out on you? They say you're armed and dangerous? You tell me, buddy. What uh, what did I do? Give me a charm or persuade roll. Pretty, please. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm more of a charmer. A little bit. Okay. Say, uh, you know, it uh, could be pretty helpful if uh, you could help me out. Give me, give me an idea. Um... How do I feel about using a lot of luck? Um, I'm going to spend 12 luck to make this even pass. It's a good chunk. That's a good chunk. So you use your charm over the phone. What exactly do you say to him when he asks if you're armed and dangerous? Um, I wouldn't say I'm exactly armed or dangerous right now with a broken leg. Uh, I mean, you saw me. I'm pretty beat up. But I got no idea. He said, yeah, I thought it was weird, too. I don't know why they would say you're dangerous. Armed, maybe, but... Well, you know, armed society is a safe society, right? You're barely... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it is. But he says to you, uh, hold on one second. And you hear him hang up the phone. Then, give me a listen roll. Um, I'm kind of standing, like, next to the crack of the door, kind of peeking out, too, but... Yep. 82 is not very good, and I, there's nothing I can do about that. Okay, so you hear something clamor over the police radio. Hmm. You hear something. Not quite sure what it is. Does it sound like uh, that police radio is moving closer to my door? It does not. Okay. It does not. But you hear a, like a walkie-talkie kind of sound, and you're assuming that it's, you know, the police radio. Yeah. Um, maybe, 
since I can't hear it, maybe I open the door a little more, kind of just peek my head out slightly just to look around. You see the two cops come out of the check-in office. They get in their car and they drive away. Okay. It's a good thing Professor Brightly is staying in this room and not Leonard Cobb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's right. So, then you hear the phone ring again. Yeah, and uh, I answer. I don't say anything. I just pick it up. And you hear Thompson on the phone. He goes, well, just called off the search for you there, Cobb. You know, you didn't give me the number to the hotel room you were at when I asked for it, but come on. You called a police precinct. You think we can't get the number to call back? That tells me that you don't trust me. But right now, it seems like I might be the only person you can trust. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't know where your loyalties lie. I met you uh, in the office of the snake that tried to kill me. He says to you, yeah, he did, Cobb, but something strange is going on with Skinny Joey and Chucky. Yeah, tell me about it. In fact, I've been paging Chucky, and he hasn't answered any of my beeper pages in days. What did you do? Did you whack him? Of course not. You know he's, uh, well, not that I think that's him, but he's usually more careful than that. I mean, I got in a little uh, rough and tumble with his son, but he was alive when his dad drug him off. All right. Wait, drug him off? Yeah, I kind of knocked him out. Uh, it was right after the car accident. Well, you knocked him out after the car accident. That's pretty impressive there, Cap. I think that's what shock does. (laughs) Maybe I am dangerous. Huh? Hey. (laughs) He gives a little laugh on the phone. And he says to you, uh, Well, I don't know how much help is going to be to you, but I got your truck released. Hmm. Uh, You know, uh, it might just come in handy. Do you think there's anywhere I can actually pick it up that's safe-ish? He says to you, I don't know how to drive it. I could pick it up, but I don't have my CDL there, Cab. <laughs> you can go pick it up from the place, but I think that's going to be about it. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine they probably got someone keeping an eye on it, but, uh, uh, you know, I'll see what I can do. Thanks, uh, thanks again for everything. Luckily, I called off that APB on you. And give me a law roll, Lenny. Law roll. A law roll? Yeah, law um, I'm pretty, I'm okay at that. 39%. It, it's important to know, you know, your rights. Yup. And that's a 30 even. Boy, gosh. Is that a pass? Yep. Okay, yeah, 30 out of 38. Duh. 30 out of 39. Ooh. So, you have a thought. Someone called out an APB on you. But who was it? Yeah, um, is there uh, any info on who uh, might have put that uh, APB on me there? Is there anything you uh, don't mind giving me? He says, yeah. It came from pretty high up. In fact, it was the chief. The chief? Chief of police? That's right, Cobb. What have you gotten yourself into? This runs pretty deep. Uh, Who knows, man? Uh, I don't think it was really me. It was all set up. Uh, maybe fall guy kind of thing. I'm not sure. You know me. Uh, always loyal. Always did my job. That might be, Cobb. But me calling off this investigation is only going to last so long. 
you're probably going to have to get out of town at least for a while till things cool off. Yeah, all right. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll go somewhere nice and warm. Well, wherever you go, just make sure you're not followed. Uh, hey, remind me again what the chief of police's name is. <laughs> the police chief is Gregor J. Sambor. That's the most made-up sounding name in this that entire is, that's game. That's a fake name. Isn't it? <laughs> fake name. So, obviously, that's... That guy isn't who he is either. Snake person. Pod person. Wendigo guy. Something. Gregor sounds like a snake name. He's probably from Russia. He probably brought the statue here. Gregor. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Gregor J. Sambor. Mm-hmm. Gregor Sambor. I like it. Yeah, it sounds made up. <laughs> it's not, though. Um, all right, uh... You know, I'll try not to bother you, but, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you might be the only person I can trust. Things are uh, really weird right now. Cobb, do you need a ride? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, we better not be seen together just in case. I don't want to get you Probably in trouble. Good idea. I got some borrowed wheels right now. It's uh, a friend's roommate who I think is in the hospital or something. All right, so long as it can't be tracked back to you. No, not not that I know of. I don't think so. It's, I never knew this girl. So, Cobb, I gotta tell you, I don't believe in coincidences. You're involved with Skinny Joey and Chucky, and then the police chief now has an APB out on you? It just sounds all too wound up with each other. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know their uh, influence spread that high. That's the thing. I didn't know that either. As far as I knew, I was the only one on Chucky's payroll. You know how uh, I mentioned before, you know, it's almost like they were being, uh, I don't know, like they were brainwashed or were replaced in some way? What if uh, this is spreading? Because at first it's just the sun. Chucky asked me to keep an eye on him for that a couple weeks ago. Whenever it was. It's been a week ago, yeah. We went up that Thursday? Yeah, so yep. he asked me to keep an eye on the kid, and then that's when he uh, killed Jimmy the Skiff. Shot him in the back, as far as I could tell. Uh, I was outside the cabin at the time. And then he tried to kill me. That's why I pretty much had to walk home from the Poconos. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, things have been kind of rough. Good thing I don't have a cat, huh? Cobb, is there a chance we can meet up? Maybe swap some information? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, whenever's good for you. Uh, I had an appointment at the bank this morning. I should probably get there, but uh, any time after. He says that's fine. I'm at a payphone right now, but maybe I can meet you, say, for lunch or something like that. Melrose Diner? Sounds good. Um, around noon? Sounds good to me. See you there, Cobb. All right, hang up. Whew. And let's get back to what Walter and Heather are doing. I'm, like, shaking. Intense I know. Well, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know I now. told him the truth. Hmm. Nicely done. Uh, not the entire truth, really. I didn't say anything about... Well, I did say snake once. <laughs> you did say snake. Uh-huh. I like mm-hmm. that. Well, I meant the part about being brainwashed or replaced. I mean, that's kind of big. Yeah. I got to ease it in. You know, brainwashed seems more likely than replaced, but I know more so replaced is probably more like the truth. 
it's spreading. That's not good. All right, cool, 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 it's cool. Pretty scary. Cool, cool. It's me versus a whole society of sleeping snakes. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah, allegedly sleepy snakes. Just go somewhere warm. Slithery little sleepy snakes. All right, so we got Heather and Walter now. They are still talking to Raquel McLeod at the University of Pennsylvania in the linguistics department. Uh, Walter looks to Raquel and he says, uh, listen, I, I need to confront Rutherford, but just in case, I mean, is there anything else about the, the Lotus that you can remember that might be relevant? I don't really understand how, but I'm pretty sure that's what's tying this all together. Or that's my best guess at this point. So she tells you, uh, actually, you know what, Walter, give me a charm roll, but this time with no penalty die. Okay, I like it. Ah, 62 is way too high. So she says to you, when you confront Brightly, just ask him about the Lotus itself. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what ties it together. If the Ophidians are awake and they do have it, I mean, did he get it from them? Did he give it to them? I mean, that could be the missing piece that puts this all together. And he kind of has a frown. Raquel says to you, I just wish, well, could be. Walter, Heather, how would you feel about talking to Raymond? Raymond that passed away? Yes. Oh my. Uh, I guess that could shed a lot of light onto the missing pieces of this puzzle, but uh, is that something that was mentioned in your books? And he kind of steps back a little bit. She says, no, it wasn't in my books. This was learned through independent research by myself. Holy shit. I do a lot of reading, Walter. And she gives you a look, like a kind of a smug look. (laughs) Suddenly it gets really warm in the room. Walter kind of pops his collar a little bit. (laughs) But she says to you, now, this is something that I can't do by myself. Walter looks to Heather. I'm like holding on to Walter. She says to you, it would take at least three people to pull this off. It will drain some energy out of us. But it won't age us like the ritual at the end of the month will. I want to know if you want to do this with me. Is there any, like, repercussions besides being tired? Well, other than being tired, you can feel part of you is not the same afterwards. I don't know how else to put it. Have you done it before? Only once. With who? I've done this before with the help of Raymond and Tom. Well, I mean, you seem pretty healthy, so I guess if it could stop Walter from having to age himself 10 years to trap snake men, I mean, what else could we choose? Walter cuts in and says, guys, the the ritual is a bust. I don't know everything, but we know the Ophidians are awake and that they have the Black Lotus. I mean, 
I don't see how or why any of us should even go through with the with the the ritual at this point. I mean, I know that's a hard sell to everybody else, and he kind of puts his hands up in the air, like, hear me out a little bit. Raquel says to you, I'm sorry, did you think that the fate of the world is not at stake here? Just because a few of them might be awake, who knows if all of them are? Well, that's an interesting point. Touche. I think we should do it. Because you know I love all that stuff anyway. Well... That's a good point. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily out uh, in that regard, but some of them are definitely awake. And he agrees with Raquel that that's actually a pretty good uh, assessment of the situation. He says, but that still doesn't change the fact that we're still going to need to come up with a new way to deal with the Ophidians that are awake. And that's the part that troubles me. And hopefully we'll make contacting Raymond, he says skeptically, uh, worth it. Very much so. I mean, if we can find out why perhaps Rutherford kept the 15th book and or how he obtained the Black Lotus or what he did with it afterwards, if he doesn't have it anymore, I mean, these are big pieces of the puzzle. I'm sorry, did did Rutherford take your book from you? That might be a stretch, but he may have had it in the first place. I mean, what if that's what led to the altercation that led to Raymond's untimely demise i mean that's also just speculation but if everyone else has 15 books i mean well i have 15 winkle Specht has 15 friedman has 15 however brightly has 20 okay well that makes more sense and it sounds like you only have 14 which means we're missing one. Oh my I did bad math there. I just assumed that uh, the other one was not really accounted for. But that was a big assumption. Never mind. He he kind of retracts from that. Um, well, I mean, that's just a part of it. The Black Lotus is really what I think the key is. If Raymond knew anything about that, I think it would help uh, shine some light on what's actually happening here. She said, I'm pretty sure Raymond knew about the Black Lotus he was, after all, in on the experiment. Whether he knew or not where they got it from, not sure. It can't hurt, because what if it can help Lenny? If we can find information, he's got injected with this stuff. And, you know, the Earth. That or, I mean, if it's a way to prove to Rutherford that at least some of the Ophidians are awake, maybe he'll take things a little more seriously, if we know some actual people. Specifically... If I mention something that he hasn't told me that he knows to him, he may kind of start putting it together. Or, of course, it may go the other way, too. But he sighs a bit and says, uh, thank you, Raquel. However this turns out, I really appreciate uh, you sticking your neck out and, uh, you know, going above and beyond here. She says, yeah. Well, Walter, you know, I may have had you written out wrong. Maybe, maybe you're not so bad. Well, I mean, you know, I've read a few books in my time as well. He kind of smiles, tries to play it off a little bit, cut the tension a little bit. She gives a little laugh at that, and she takes her glasses off, and she starts to clean them a little bit, places them back on and says, So, do you want to talk to Raymond? Let's do this. Oh, uh, now? Yeah, I guess I didn't think you meant so soon. He looks genuinely surprised. 
Oh, no, not now. I have to get to class pretty soon. This will have to wait until later. Um, but Kind of looks a little relieved at that. She says, let's set up a meeting, though. The best time to do this is at midnight. That's the spookiest of all times. Uh, well, I'll certainly make time tonight. Uh, Heather, are you free at midnight? <laughs> yeah, I think my calendar's free. Heather, you have work tonight at the bar. Yeah. Yep, it is Thursday. Shit. Um, I guess I'll just call out. Okay. So what do you do? Call the bar now? And uh, Sal <laughs> answers. And he goes, yeah, fireside. Hi, Sal. <coughs> it's Heather. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Heather? You don't sound so good. Yeah, I just, I think I came down with something I've been... <coughs> sick all night. I don't know if I could come in tonight. <laughs> he says to you, well, that's okay. I'll, uh, I'll cover your shift for you. I'm so sorry. This Julie board is here, though, but I hope she gets out of here real soon. Oh, uh, she's, like, the worst, but I don't know. She's kind of growing on me. <laughs> she says... He says to you, I can't believe that she's out here this early, and you know she's going to be staying all day. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of whispering yeah. in the phone a little oh bit. Oh, my God. you got to tell me everything tomorrow. I kind of wish you would go to work now just because we know she's there. I know. <laughs> I know. Hope you feel better. Uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, <laughs> if I... Uh, <laughs> let me know if I get any mail there. I uh, sent... Someone who might be my grandparents a picture, and I use that address because I didn't really want him knowing where I live. Just let me know if I get any mail there. Um, Walter says to Raquel before they leave, uh, you know, maybe I'll hold off on confronting Rutherford until after we speak to Raymond. Um, if everything works out, there may be no need to confront him, or at least I'll have a better idea of what I'm confronting him about. If everything works. She says, yeah, I hope so. Um, she says, Heather, next time ask before using my phone, but that's fine. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's like putting on lip smackers. Like it was just nothing. <laughs> I'm just like putting on chapstick because fake coughing made my lips dry. Sorry, I'm going to chew yeah. with my mouth open, girl. Oh, damn. I was fake coughing on her phone and everything. You guys leave Raquel McLeod's office? Yes. Okay. Um, he looks a little bit relieved, but you could tell he's probably still a little tense. If you happen to be checking Walter's current emotional status there, Heather. Uh, but he does kind of check you. He's like, uh, what, what do you think about all this? I'm not really sure what to, to make of this whole Raymond business, but I think it'll help us find the answers we might be looking for. I think I've never met a cooler person in my life. Like, I want to be her. <laughs> she is pretty awesome. She is cool. Not only is she super smart, she could do, like, seances. Like, are you kidding me? I wonder if I could talk to Millie. I mean, I'm not going to bring it up right away. We'll figure this out, but... Right. Oh, my. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I like it. Could be neat. <laughs> bring a cheesesteak. Yeah, right. She's so hungry. She's not hungry on the other side, guys. She loved meat so much. <laughs> She can have all the cheesesteaks that she wants. Oh, man. It, that was almost Walter. Almost. 
<laughs> is that what the other side is like? It's just a bunch of steaks. All the steaks you could eat. It's just a Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Your order is up, Millie. Oh. That's pretty good. They just have the swords with shrimps on them. Like. I have a new idea of heaven. Bring me more plantains, would you? <laughs> Straight up meat sticks. Yep. So, you guys leave Raquel McLeod's office. You guys head back to the hotel room? Uh, I gotta get ready for work. Um, so, I think uh, Walter's like, well, uh, did you eat anything? You want to stop by uh, one of the carts? Get a little breakfast sandwich or something? Yeah, I could eat. Maybe some coffee? Alright, so you guys go ahead and grab yourself a little egg sandwich, some coffee. Walter, you said you have to get to work. What is, uh, what are you going to do about Heather? Well, that's a good question. What are you looking to get into? Do you have any business you need to do? Are you interested in plotting any lines? Uh, I mean, I I don't think the guys mind if you use the bookstore. I mean, to some degree. You don't don't want to make any mess there, but you're becoming a regular part of uh, Joe Clocks these days. Are you going back to the motel first? Because, honestly, I just slept in my clothes because I knew I'd never be able to wake up this early. So (laughs) I would, like, maybe shower first, and then I could meet you there and plot those lines. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, I could drop you off. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do anything at the bookstore. I just thought if you want to stay in Center City. But I could just drop you off there, too, if you want to relax and not be in public eye. You could just kick it at the hotel. I don't know. Maybe I'll see if Lenny wants to go to the bookstore. I feel like we're all safer at the bookstore. Hmm. Maybe. I hope so. He kind of thinks about how he could be putting uh, the owners of the bookstore in trouble. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. They're fine. So you guys are going to go back to the hotel room and drop Heather off? At the very least, yeah. I'll give her a ride back. I should have more than enough time to do that and get to work. Yeah, by the time you get back to the hotel, it's 10 a.m. Lenny, so you get off the phone with Thompson. What do you do from there? I uh, look for a Bible or stationery for the motel. Is there like a notepad and pen around or anything to write on? There's a notepad and pen, yeah. Um, I'm stealing the pen and notepad, but I'm going to write on a piece of paper. Uh, you know, just in case, you never know. I'm going to write on a piece of paper. Um, hotel room compromised. Okay for now. Mm-hmm. Meet at Joe Clock's uh, <laughs> this evening. Okay. I don't know where anywhere else really that anyone goes or I don't know. Right. I think it'd probably be Walter's work. Even if he's not working, everyone knows where it is and it's safe there-ish, you know, busy downtown, whatever. Um, Are you going there now? I will go to the ba- I gotta go to the bank after I write that. Oh, so I'm still yes. headed out the door. I'm probably running running late now. Probably a little bit. But by the time you get to the bank, it is Okay, so you get to the bank around ten and Walter and Heather get back to the hotel room around ten. Lenny, what are you doing at the bank? Um robbing the place. Yeah. They sit down with a financial advisor. Yep. And what do you want to accomplish with this financial advisor? 
Well, I'm, uh, I have to uh, plan a bit of an early retirement. I hurt myself pretty good. And okay. Kind of just want to Give get me out a credit rating roll. Aw, oh, man. That's the one that's always stacked against the player. I don't think credit is fair. Not necessarily. <laughs> I just want more. It's like, no. Here we go. Mm, nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. No. All right. 42 out of 26. So the guy that's uh, at the desk and he's got like all these books out and stuff. He has a Apple II computer out there. Holy crap. <laughs> it's expensive. You got a you got a Oregon Trail in there. Would <laughs> <laughs> have logo. Little turtle. Yeah, pen down, pen up. Turn 90 yep. degrees. Yeah, I vaguely remember we had to draw something dumb. Yeah, you know, I heard you could turn that little thing into a helicopter. You you know anything about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I heard that too. So, uh, the financial advisor that you're talking to seems to kind of, not roll his eyes, but seem disinterested in you. Yeah. I mean, I probably look pretty scruffy. My beard's getting thick at this point. It's been quite a few days, but it's cold out, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I gotta stay warm, you know, Uh, um, but yeah, I probably look uh, a little haggard, especially with the the limp and all that, the cast. So, what are you trying to accomplish with this guy? Uh, well, I'm, I got a plan to cash out my 401k or whatever the hell it is pension. Your pension. Um, and uh, I would also like to set up, um, or at least put that in motion, and I have to begin to set up a trust fund. Oh, okay. I'll, I want to put all that money aside uh, with stipulations. So. He tells you that there's going to be big penalties for retrieving your pension now as opposed to uh, when you're supposed to down the line. Uh, going to take about 20% of your pension that you have built up already. Um, is that how it works? They're just like, oh, you're going early? Well, we're going to take more from you then. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. That's lame. It is. <laughs> yeah. People are dumb. Why do people agree to that shit? Anyway. <laughs> Just keep it in a mayonnaise jar under your bed. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do. Uh-huh. I have 75 cents. <laughs> so he goes over that with you, and uh, you take out a, you know, the majority of your, well, not your majority, but all of your pension, mm-hmm. minus uh, 18%, we'll say. And you set up a trust fund. Uh, any particular name you put on the trust fund? Uh. Yeah, see, I don't know if I need, like, how much information I need from them to, but it's kind of, it has stipulations. Um, but, yeah, but, like, uh, you know, in the event of my uh, my demise or uh, loss of um, rationale, uh, reasoning, <laughs> perhaps uh, Heather Zanakolsky, Walter Cronkite. What is his last name? Walter Pendergast. Pendergast. Cronkite. <laughs> Walter Barbers. That's pretty good. All right. You have set up a trust fund that will pay out both Heather and Walter. Yes. In the event of my demise, uh, with the stipulation, they open up a store, maybe restoration or investigation or something of this sort. That is classy. Who is this guy? (laughs) I knew it. I knew he was in there. I knew he was in there all along. (laughs) That's my bestie. 
You're looking for hundred dollar bills from Walter. Here's your fucking baller right here. So you do all that. They help you out with uh, some of the stipulations. I would also like to take a chunk of what I got and some of that too, and um, put it into some kind of uh, investment or some sort. And get you know, get some fundage rolling in just in case. Um, but I feel like that's separate. I believe a trust fund has at least uh, pretty safe uh, investments attached to it. Yeah, um, of course, of course. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not putting all my money in there. Uh, so there is a separate chunk that um, in the event of the things from before would absolutely go to them as well, but that I still have access to, you know. All right, and they help you out with some of the, like, uh, living will stuff, and uh, he has a notary. He has a notarizer. Uh-huh. To uh, set up everything that you want for this trust fund. And uh, that's, you're done at the bank now. We'll say that took about an hour. It was a lot of paperwork, a lot of shit signing. Yeah. The guy was pretty nice, though. He wouldn't let me touch his computer, though. No, no, he wouldn't. He doesn't want you playing his Oregon Trail. Ooh, um, I wasn't trying to play his Oregon Trail. My just... Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> I just met him. Bro, I don't want fucking dysentery. Don't let me play that shit. <laughs> All right. Jeez, I just shot 800 pounds of meat, but I can only carry 47. Oh, my God. Just give me flashbacks. So, Lenny, it is now 11 o'clock. Okay, I got to get to the diner. All right. It's a good thing I'm getting pretty hungry. <laughs> All right, so you head on to the diner. Uh, that'll take you till... I'd probably have a little extra time. Yeah, you're going to have some extra time. So maybe I'll stop at a store or something. Stop at a gas station, whatever. If I need to put gas in, do that. Um, Fuel up. Get some some smokes, you know. Right, right. They were cheap back then. You know what? And if they got, like, little travel goods and shit, buy a razor and some shaving cream. Yeah, sure. You can go to Walgreens or... I feel like there were probably a lot of... Little, little delis around back then that just sold, you know, random crap. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still have them, but it's it's different. Yeah, particularly in South Philly. There was like a hoagie shop on like every corner. Yeah. My neighborhood, there were a few as well. Uh, in fact, one on each corner of my block, there was a deli. Oh, nice. Which was the bad one and which was the good one? I went to A&N Cold Cuts. I called it Pete's. Okay. But Joseph's was pretty good too. They were more of like a... They had more of a mini supermarket thing. They had a lot more dry goods and stuff, I guess. I gotcha. So you end up at one of those hoagie places that, you know, has a bit of a inventory to it. And there are the, like, half-size shaving cream and the single-blade razors. Ooh. All right. I need to get me a nice straight razor. That's rough. Hope it hasn't been too many days since the last time you shaved. Yeah. It's been, yeah. I'm going to need something else, I think. Some industrial. Oh, that's <laughs> all a, they got. Yeah, it's a start. All right, so you pick that shit up. Jesus, Lenny, what the hell happened to your face? <laughs> it reminds me of 28 Days Later. Lenny, you head off to the diner after picking up some uh, toiletries. Mm-hmm. I wait outside. Yeah, you all turn, Heather. You get back to the hotel room about 10. What are you guys doing? And his note is there? Lenny's note is there? His note is there. Like, oh, this this doesn't sound good. Uh, how detailed? I forget. I think it just said hotel motel room compromised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry about it for now. Okay. Yeah. 
meet at Walter's work. Joe Clark's this evening, or this afternoon, or something like that. He said this evening. Evening? Okay. Early evening? I don't know. All right. Uh, he says, well, I'm not going to leave this around. And he takes it and crumples it up and puts it in his pocket. Okay. Um, I'm just going to grab clothes then. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable staying here. Like, I'm just going to grab clothes and go to your work, if that's okay, Walter, with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want me to hang out, you know, I can just wait in the car if you need to shower. You can or, like... wait in the room. <laughs> <laughs> like a shower in the middle of he's the totally <laughs> yeah he's like totally red-faced completely embarrassed i promise i won't come out of the bathroom and run around naked walter like you can just Oops. wait here <laughs> oh my goodness i forgot my towels out here he chuckles at that thank goodness somebody else can break the tension around here kind of wipes the sweat from his brow yeah, I'll be really quick. I'll just quick shower and change, and then I just go with you to work. Just uh, keep your eye out for whatever it's compromised. Of course. Heather, how long does your actual taking a shower, getting dressed, putting on makeup, and doing your hair actually take? Um, I'm just saying for Heather. Half like of 40 minutes. 40 minutes, okay. All right. Bullshit. So it's a... It's approaching. But I still have to take my hair dryer and my makeup to work with Walter. Like, that's not that's not the works. That's just showering and getting dressed. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So you can take your makeup with you and... Uh, my Aquanet, my blow dryer. Yeah. Gotcha. Is it... Do you crimp your hair? Sometimes. Depends what I feel like. Okay. Teased. Regular days teased, but like if I'm going out on the town, I'll get the crimper out. <laughs> nice. Get a little wild, make those bangs. Bigger the hair, closer to God. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, I don't about know. bangs? I don't know. <laughs> Short hair. <laughs> Might be the beehive. No, no, you would do the big bangs. They would floof over to the side oh, and they would be like about. real yeah. high. And then the, oh there would God. be little bangs on the inside. Sometimes oh. that would just wisp in. Such a poor choice. <laughs> it's going to come back. Probably. They all do. They were having fun. <laughs> all right. So, Lenny, you show up at the diner. When do you show up? Let's say it's, you know, a little bit before before noon, a little afternoon. Um, I'd probably be before a little before? Um, okay. Probably wait outside in the car. Oh, you're outside in the car. Make sure okay. he uh, shows up alone if I can. <laughs> okay. Get a feel for the land. You wait out in Ginger's car. So you see a T-Bird pull up. Sweet. And you see uh, Thompson step out. He's got his yellow sunglasses on. I like his stuff. That guy is a certified badass. He's chewing on a toothpick. And you see him get out of the car. And you see him start to walk into the diner. Okay. Um, does it seem like anyone uh, might have been behind him while he was driving that didn't turn in but kind of stayed in the area? Anyone uh, suspicious? Well, give me a spot hidden roll. Anyone watching for a little while? That is a 31. That should do it. Um, just a regular pass. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look like anyone followed him or anyone's suspicious around. All right. I get out of the, the car 
after he heads in, hopefully uh, without him seeing what car I got out of, just in case, you know. So trying to be extra careful, but really doing a bad job. Um, mm-hmm. And I head toward the diner. Okay. So you head in the diner, and you see Thompson has sat down at a booth uh, when you walk in, and the the hostess, yeah. mm-hmm. is that what you call a person mm-hmm. at the front? Right. The hostess comes over to you, and she says, just for one? Table for one? Uh, no, I'm meeting a gentleman over there. She says, oh, okay. Do they have toothpicks on the counter there? They do have toothpicks on the counter. I grab one. Along with little uh, dinner mints. Ooh, they the used to chalky be. Chalky ones. Man, you don't see them much anymore. I love they're them the so much. The best ones that like the best texture, and then you bite down, and they like melt. Um, yeah, they see. melt. They were great. So I grabbed a toothpick. I put it in before I walk over, you know, just because I right. got to be like a little cool in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to like, you know, so that's like we have that in common, you know. I'll be like, oh, this guy's all right. Look at us toothpick guys. <laughs> So I throw it in my mouth real quick and I walk over. All right. All right, hobble over, rather. You walk over and he nods at you. Yeah, I guess you sit down on the opposite side of the booth. You wouldn't sit next to him, right? No. It's it's even weird when, like, couples do that and there's no one sitting on yeah, the opposite side. I hate it. I like it. I think it's cute. It's disgusting. Well, you can't share a malt that way. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it makes me sick. Um, so, yeah, I sit on the opposite side, of course. I don't want to be weird. Right. Uh, I stand my crutch up. Thompson, as he's chewing on his toothpick, says to you, can't point it out, Cobb. Something's extra loose about you today. I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe it's uh, the ne- that new limp I got. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I take the toothpick out of my mouth, set it down on the table. I'll need it later anyway. And he leans into you, and he says, So, Cobb, I want you to tell me everything that you know <laughs> or that APB will come back yeah and we're ending the episode there ah <laughs> oh shit that's well, it all started that... when I was a little baby huh are you gonna tell him about Action Park because I don't know what that means but I know there's a story behind it <laughs> what do you know about Action Park you've been looking at Instagram photos <laughs> it's on your sheet yeah. Did I get it right, though? You guys are my place? best friends. I want to know everything about you. I think I got the name wrong on my sheet. But, um, no, I don't know. It's just like a super dangerous park. Oh, I know what Action Park is. We're like, it's amazing. All the, all the kids that worked there were just, like, getting fucked up and banging. I assume. I don't Probably. Know. There was, like, a documentary about it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. But you had said you had a story about it. Like, oh, well, I filled at the back. It said, like, meaningful locations. I thought, you know, that'd be, like, a fun... You know, he really liked that place. You know, if you go in there for a while, you know, maybe he likes the summer a lot. And, you know, maybe he just like water slides. Oh my god! <laughs> Dangerous water slides. That would... Yeah, breaking arms and shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Love the thought of Lenny loving water slides just in general. Yeah, the kid comes out of it. <laughs> like the log flume. Hey, I'm a sucker for a flume. Agree. I love me a flume. <laughs> yeah. Get hit the bottom, it's all yeah. you get all soaked. You sit down, yeah, your butt great. gets wet immediately from other people's wet butt. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, all that butt wet. Ooh. Um, all right, guys, so we have some emails to read on the show here. Oh, important stuff. 
people that have sent us some correspondence. And if anyone wants to contact us, you can always email us at uh, thatcthulujohn at gmail or contact at thatcthulujohn. At any rate, uh, this first mail comes from Anne-Marie. And uh, Jenny, what did she have to say? Sorry that I'm the one reading it in my nasal voice, but... Hi, I just wanted to thank you all for the podcast. I just discovered it about a week ago, and I am on episode 11. The storytelling and the characters are fun and engaging. You and the rest of the players are not only great at role-playing, but also great with supporting each other. I just love the humor and the sense of silliness in the game, too. It makes it all the more enjoyable when the tone changes and things get strange and spooky. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you all for sharing it. Should I give her mailing address also? I see it's on the no, email. No, please don't no? do that. No? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Anne-Marie. That's like the sweetest email. Somebody might mail her a fart. It's like the nicest thing Yeah, everybody ever. gets farts in the mail. <laughs> don't they? Is that not normal? That was super awesome, though. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. I have another email to read real quick. All right, this one is from Anonymous. Like the... Like that one? No, 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 not like those guys. No. <laughs> what did we do? Not like the Guy Fox wearing mask guys. What did we do? We got canceled, guys. <laughs> we just got canceled. But the uh, the email from Anonymous says, Dear TCJ, I love the podcast. My favorite NPC is Tom Winklespect. Yes. In fact, if I have one criticism, it's that there isn't enough Tom Winklespect. We do need some more Tom Winklespect. We haven't Agreed. gotten to him yet. Here, here. We talk about it. A My lot. suggestion is more Tom Winklespect. <laughs> Sincerely, a big fan. In parentheses, definitely not Tom Winklespect. Probably not Tom. <laughs> I mean, it said it was definitely not him. No, Tom doesn't write emails like that. It doesn't sound like him. Definitely not Tom Winklespect. I agree with you 100%. And then there's a little PS here, little little postscript. It says, uh, "Love the podcast, George." And then in parentheses, it says, definitely not an Ophidian. Oh, God. Oh, Wait a no. minute. Oh, little, little, little suspicious there. Oh, no. It's a good thing it's not Opposites Day, because otherwise we'd be in it, it, yeah. Guys, it's fine. It can't be Tom Winklespeck, because he talks like this the podcast. And you didn't, re- you didn't read the email like that. Oh, my God. How high does this go? To the top. <laughs> yeah. If they get George, then we're all doomed. <laughs> oh all right guys so i uh, just want to thank everyone for listening of course we'll see you all next time on episode 43 thanks for the emails yeah thanks for the emails thanks, everyone guys. if anyone thank wants you. to send us another one please we'll read it on the air oh wait a minute 42 is divisible by three we should roll luck roll oh yeah. snap yo Calabongo. he's on the ball he is thank on the you. ball let's do a luck roll then perfect um thank you chad this one's for Winklespect. <laughs> Ooh. Mine's for Anne-Marie. <laughs> I failed. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I also failed. Oh, man. Mine should be easy. I've only got 24 luck left. Let's see. Wait, no, I passed. Wait, I was looking at Sanity. Yeah, you have to go higher. Right. Ooh. I was looking at Sanity. I too. So oh, I nice. passed. Then I'm going to go. All right, 1d10 luck back to you. Seven. That's pretty good. I take it back. Thank you, Anne-Marie. <laughs> it was meant to be. I got a five. 29 luck. We're back in the game, All baby. Right. Very nice. I spent 12. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what's your luck at right now there, Chuck? 33. 
I was at 45 before this man. No, it's all right. And uh, those are also divisible by three. Guess we have to roll again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, guys. So, again, thanks for listening. And remember, sanity is overrated. Thanks, guys. We're doomed. Who's setting off fireworks? That's not fireworks. That's, that's a, a trash dragon. Truck driving that was a truck, but there was but there was also a uh, there was also some fireworks going off. Pretty I don't sure. Know if you can hear those. A giant monster just crashed through a house. So that's what that was. <laughs> Could be. That was a, it was a dimensional shambler. <gasps> <gasps> don't say it. My notes say Chuck scared. <laughs> but not Lenny scared. So that means that. Lenny. Right. I felt like he knew a secret about something. Yeah, no, it's probably fine. Every time you guys say that, it's not fine. I mean, it sounds like they come forth with flowers and, you know, like spread happiness. Oh, yeah, across dimensions. Everywhere they go. They're like uh, dimensional Santas. I love (laughs) that. They're so good (laughs) at making things happy. They needed two dimensions. Dimensional mermaids. Or an extra dimension, at least. Hyper dimensions. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.